Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And we are Generally American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. Hello, our wonderful listeners. It's me, Chris. Who else did you expect? The other Chris? No, it's just me. He's not here at the moment. (laughs) Anyway, I have a couple of announcements to make before we begin. This will only take a few minutes, so please just stick with me for just a moment. Chris and I know that we have a lot of listeners whose native language is not English. That is one of the main motivations behind this podcast, creating genuine content for people who want to learn English, specifically American English, and for people who want authentic, unscripted conversational content. For those reasons, Chris and I have decided to start adding transcripts and podcast chapters to the new episodes. Don't worry, the transcripts are made after the episode, not before. This means that Chris and I are not reading off of a teleprompter or anything like that. It will still be all natural conversation that you have come to know and, hopefully, love. As for the chapters, they allow you to browse the episode and skip to your favorite part of the episode. We will also retroactively add all of those things to older episodes, but seeing as how we have a lot of episodes and we are a small team, it could take us quite some time. Therefore, please be patient with us. As some of you might know, I study Japanese in my spare time. I recently learned a phrase that I think works very well here, and it is That means we are the kind of people who love to receive feedback, as that is what keeps us going. Chris and I have seen the reviews from all of you on various websites, and that really motivates us to do what we do. As always, if you like what we do, then please rate and comment our podcast on your favorite podcast streaming service. You can also send us an email at our new email address, which is in the podcast description. Even if you just say, hey, great job, or I love that episode, every bit is valuable. It is a small thing that means the world to us. Thanks so much for your attention. Without further ado, let's proceed with today's episode. And we're live. (laughs) Welcome back. We are, and welcome back, everyone. Yeah. So, beautiful weather here. I think I saw... The leaves turn brown for the very first time, more or less. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people have been raking their lawns, using leaf blowers, all that fun stuff. It's incredibly loud. Um, I hate it. I don't really see the point of leaf blowers. <laughs> In all honesty, I really don't. Um, you know, if I had it my way, they'd all be outlawed, but uh, I can't really change that. Well, they do pile up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's been pretty windy here, actually. Pretty stormy. Um, it's been raining a lot as well. I'm really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to uh, fall and then winter. But how's the weather been in your your neck of the woods? Um, we just got a bunch of rain. Uncharacteristic for us. We had like uh, it started with like flash flood raining. Oh, wow. Like it was quick. And uh, then it it calmed down a little bit, but it stayed raining for about two, two and a half days, which 
We don't get very often here, so it was kind of nice. Cracked open a window a couple times just to let some air, rain air come in, but... It's, uh, we had a few nice days kind of holding on to summer for a little mm. while, but that's over now. Uh, any day it doesn't snow now is now going to be, uh, you know, good. I don't think we, we don't have any snow on the, oh my gosh, we actually have some 70s on the forecast? <laughs> maybe, maybe I need to be a little more optimistic now that I look at so, it. Okay. So 70 degrees in... Because it is not out of the question for it to start snowing. 70 degrees in Fahrenheit, what is that, like 15 degrees in Celsius? I gotta double check. Because I don't... Yeah, it's like 20. I don't know off the top of my head. I yeah. know it's around the temperature you'd want to keep inside of your house at. Yeah, yeah. So room temperature, about 20 degrees Celsius. Um, but yeah, the weather here has been pretty nice. And so yesterday was, I guess, sort of a holiday, but not really. So Friday the 13th. I don't know if anything like spooky or magical happened where you're at. It did for someone somewhere. <laughs> Is there? Do you do? Because someone somewhere. What's I that? I said, do you do anything to like celebrate? You know, Friday the Thirteenth. <clears throat> uh, back in the day when I used to actually watch cable, you know, they would always air the Friday the Thirteenth movies, mm -hmm. so I would probably watch some of those. But every Friday the Thirteenth, some kid is gonna accidentally watch a Friday the Thirteenth movie <laughs> by themselves way too early than you know they should be yeah that's the because that's what happened to me uh i don't know if that happened to me on friday the 13th but i definitely watched it the movie it when i was god how old was i, I maybe like eight or nine or ten i can't remember and i thought it would be a super fun movie because you know it's a movie about clowns because <laughs> i saw a clown on the movie uh, on the movie box, and it definitely wasn't fun. I couldn't sleep straight for like two weeks. Uh, I was pretty. I was definitely. Oh <laughs> I was God. definitely afraid. Um, no, I didn't do anything for Friday the Thirteenth. Um, I think some of my coworkers took off to kind of celebrate. I feel like on Friday the Thirteenth, it's somewhat of a semi-official holiday where people get together and watch movies or have like. Friday the 13th, uh, Halloween parties, or pre-Halloween parties, if you will. But I didn't do anything. I mean, in the month of October. Yeah. I I get it. Yeah. You know what really got me as a what? kid? You, uh, did you ever see Jason X? Mm, no, I don't think so. In hindsight, it might be the dumbest Friday the 13th movie. But basically, uh... The U.S. government was I've like, "Man, never really seen Jason. Obviously, of, just like, can't die. Jason so we're just gonna." Freddy movies. Um, if I have, it's been no. It's even. It's even. It's even dumber. Is it? <laughs> they they freeze him and shoot him into space. Oh, well, I didn't know that. No, I. And then, like hundreds of years later, people find him, bring him on board, and um, he kills people. And then at one point, they kill him, and then he like some nano machines bring him back to to life and he becomes like metal jason and as a kid that freaked me out i was like oh my god no matter what you do he's gonna come back and he could like come back as like that that freaked me out but now i realize it's like the dumbest one it's funny but. 
No, I think I was more into like <laughs> Freddy. I watched a lot of the Freddy movies when I was a kid, but I haven't really watched them in forever. But that's not what we want to talk about today, even though Friday the 13th is super important and interesting, and I'm sure it's a holiday for someone Which somewhere. Which I don't think a lot uh, of people watch But what do we, what do we want to touch on today? These days. Uh, we want to talk about mega celebrities. Yeah. The, the people that uh, you can't ignore, no matter how much you'd like to, one way or another. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a, there are a lot of those. A lot of mega celebrities in the u.s I, f- I feel like that's one of the things that we do the best is just churn out one celebrity after another uh, most celebrities go to hollywood of course to make it and I-, I wonder how many people actually make it they go to hollywood um but i think the the one celebrity that's on all of our lips at the moment is taylor swift you know i think she's probably the biggest at the moment yeah, probably for for two reasons. One, she was telling young people to vote, which got a lot of other people very upset. And two, she is dating my favorite football player, Travis Kelsey. And every time I watch a football <laughs> game now, they cut to her in the booth like a hundred times. Uh, I gotta stop you there. So the first point uh, that you mentioned, so that she asked everyone to vote. So I guess my question would be is, or she told everyone to vote, sorry. So my first question would be is when did she say that? When was that? I don't know if I recall. Um, I thought it was like a month or two ago, uh, but I, I'd been hearing people talk about it as far back as like a week or so ago. And so why did that upset people? Uh, because Republicans don't like it when young people vote. I guess that's true. <laughs> I I mean that's there's there's no there's no tiptoeing around that that's just the answer. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, actually an interesting point. Before we move on, is with mega celebrities in general, they wield a lot of power, and I think once most celebrities reach a certain stage, they start to become political, and they don't really know what they're doing or saying. They're just doing it to appeal to the masses. I would say. So, um, what's her name? Ky- isn't, isn't her name Kylie Jenner? I think that's her name. She posted. Oh, that's, yeah. That's yeah. So she them. posted a couple of tweets on Instagram about what's going on in the the Middle East at the moment, and she got like a huge, huge, huge backlash. Um, because that's not her thing, you know. She's not really. She's not known for being a political person. She's known for being a fashion icon, more or less, or belonging to a you know a fashion imperium if you will and so i feel like a lot of celebrities get like super political do you remember the um, the vote or die campaign no uh, so i don't okay so there was uh so p diddy like i think back in the the early 2000s i believe let me double check um yeah so 2004 so he had this whole, like, go out and vote for people or die. And so there was this whole, like, vote or die thing. So if you don't vote, I'll kill you. And there was this whole, like, spoof on South Park about that. About how P, D- how P. Diddy, or Puff Daddy, because he changes his name, like, once every five years. Um, where he was going around chasing people, saying that if you don't vote, I'll kill you. So vote or die, because voting is super important. <laughs> 
I think I do vaguely remember that. I th- I must have seen that episode like fifteen years yeah, ago. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it actually happened. I mean, the whole there was this whole, you know, citizen change movement about people going and voting for Congress or voting for their local politicians or whatever they were called. Um, but yeah, once celebrities reach a certain status, I feel like they get super political. Um, I don't know why. Well, and I, I think it's it becomes non-optional because once you have that level of wealth and influence, mm-hmm. doing nothing is political. It's a decision. You have the ability to make change in the world, and by choosing not to make change, that is still a political choice. You're just siding with the status quo. You're just fine with whatever happens. But that is a choice. Yeah, I'm, yeah I guess that's true. Like, no answer is also an answer. Um, you know, with, uh, as they say, like with great power comes great responsibility, but moving, but moving on from that point, I definitely want to touch on the second point, which was, um, her dating, uh, forgive me, I can't remember his name, but for her dating the, 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 it's it's Travis Kelsey. Thank you. And the first thing I thought is Chris definitely has an opinion on this (laughs) because it's, because it's football. So, at first, there were, like, little murmurs of this, because there were, like, little jokes, and I'm like, it's not a real, th- like, because my, my roommates kept harassing me about it, I'm like, there's no way that's a real thing, like, that's just, this is just a big distraction, I wish it would go away, we need to focus on football, we need to focus on winning, um, and then she showed up to i can't even remember what the first game was but she showed up to a game and i'm like well i guess it's true uh i i i was actually really uh respected the way they handled it because you know i don't follow taylor swift at all but i don't think she's really said anything about it and travis has said a little bit on his podcast but basically like hey like we're just trying to keep this private so I'm like, okay, I, I respect that. They're not, like, showboating. There's actually a clip of him uh, walking through the one of the stadiums after a game. I can't remember which one. Holding hands. And you could tell they weren't planning on getting filmed, and they did. Mm. <laughs> and, the, and Travis's face was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> like, he was keeping it together, but you could tell he's like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm here right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was definitely want. I was reading a lot of the news about all this and Taylor Swift, and it it's impossible to escape. And so I think I think I read it on CNN. I can't remember. And a lot of the people or a lot of the reporters were like, are they dating? Are they not dating? And they were just analyzing her face, and then they were analyzing um, um, her mom's face and all of that because I think. Um, Oh no, it's uh, it's Travis Kelsey's mom. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Travis Kelsey's mom. That she's always sitting with. Yeah, yeah, they were sitting together and they were like We love we love Donna Kelsey. Yeah, they were analyzing her um her her facial gestures and um and it was they were just going to super detail, like are they dating, are they not dating? And then I guess now it's official. And I per I don't follow Taylor Swift very much per se. I do like her music, truth be told. Um more the pop music than like the country music. It's very interesting to see how far along she's come in her career. Um, 
I guess from I guess maybe most people outside the U.S. don't know that she started off as like a country icon. That was her thing. Um, way back in like two thousand, I don't know, like eight or or seven, because she's been around for, God, forever, um, relatively speaking. Um, and so she was originally a country icon, and then she slowly drifted into pop music, and now you have like all like the Swifties, I guess is what some people call them. Um, and I think that's really when she became like a, a, yeah. a mega celebrity is when she became a pop icon and I can, I consider her to be one. Well, what's crazy to me and I've kind of been, I've been forced to think about it more lately for obvious reasons. Um, so she's about four years older than me, right? Oh, so not that much older than me. I remember being in high school and like everyone was like, "Oh yeah, T Swift, let's go," <laughs> like, and like it was like the jocks and everything. And at first, I was like, "Is that, is everyone like being ironic?" Because mm. you know, teenage me is like, "Why would why would these guys be interested in this pop singer?" But no, man, they were they were genuine. I never really listened to her music, but so she blew up fast when it happened, because like. At that point, she would have been, like, 20. Yeah, she's not that much older than me, which is just crazy. Um, it, I think it's a relatively benign statement. But when you compare yourself to other people in the same age, and you think, like, oh, my God, we're the same age, and we're two totally different people. Um, I think, like, a good example is, like, uh, John Oliver likes to compare himself sometimes to, like, The Rock. Uh, like, you know, The Rock. Or John Cena. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And no, not John Cena, the the Rock. What's his? I, I know, I know he, I know he's he's compared himself to John Cena before. He's like, would you believe we're the same exact? Or age? maybe it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe maybe you are right. And it's like they're almost the exact same age, but they're two totally different people, and they have two totally different, you know, walks in life. Which, like I said, it's kind of a benign a, a, a benign statement, kind of a boring statement, I guess, if you will. But I think about that, too, when I see celebrities, and I'm like, hmm, they're only, like, one year older than me, and they have a totally different life. Uh, but, no, I've, I've, I mean, Taylor Swift's been a part of my life for, <laughs> I mean, it, kind of, it sounds kind of weird when I, when I formulate it that way, but she's been a part of my life since I've been in high school, so I've known who she, who she is and, and her music. Um, and even people back then were like, oh, my God, Taylor Swift, we love her. But I feel... And I could be wrong, but I feel like she was more of like um an icon for like women or like girls, but maybe not necessarily for like men. I don't know if that has changed per se, but I do feel like that's her biggest demographic, um, women. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely the case. So some recent statistics mm. um that were released by the NFL, I think. Uh Female viewership has skyrocketed recently. Really? Specifically at the games she goes to. So there was a there was a game the Chiefs had versus the Jets recently that nobody expected to be a good game and um it because she was there mm -hmm. uh it was like the highest rated game in a while. Like it didn't get the Super Bowl levels, but it was like high because everyone just wanted to tune in to see a shot of her. And they cut and they cut to her like thirteen times in the booth. That's crazy. 
And then it ended up actually being a good game, which kind of surprised people, but... I think... But there, there have been things like the Taylor Swift effect, where they're like, oh, well, we have to care about football now, so people are like, here's like a basic understanding of how this game works, and here's why you should care about this and this and this. Like, they're, they're invested now. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of celebrities um, have very huge impacts on the economy. So, like, Taylor Swift or, like, Miley Cyrus or Selena Gomez or Justin Bieber, where when they reach, like, a certain level of celebrityhood or celebrity status, um, that they become, like, movers and shakers. And so I have been reading a lot of articles about her about the whole, like, Taylor Swift economy or, like, the Taylor Swift effect. Um, it was funny because I read an article a couple months back about her doing concerts, I think, in Australia or Singapore. I can't exactly remember. And the... Um, I don't want to say, like, the presidents, but, like, the mayors of the cities where she was supposed to have her concerts said, we should introduce, like, a new holiday for, like, Taylor Swift or we should introduce a new holiday for, like, a mega-celebrity so that when people come and... Uh, like watch their shows that they don't like miss work or school because it's an official holiday which i thought was i don't know if it's a crazy idea but it's it's very interesting um to say like hey we're gonna have off of work so that we can go to a concert um which i feel like has been like the plot of like so many movies where like they skip work to go to a concert or to go on a trip or something um, and so it just kind of reminded me of that. I mean, I'm fine with that kind of thing. I mean, these days especially, if you decide to... Because they're so expensive now. If you decide to go to a concert, it's like a big investment of your time. And you want to like enjoy it to the max. Mm-hmm. So if you decide, hey, I'm, I want to go to this T-Swift concert. Or I want to go to this whatever band concert. Like, do it. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, that's another point. I, um, that a lot of these celebrities, especially the musicians, really complain about the ticket prices, because the ticket prices are asinine. They're they're extremely expensive. Because for the most part, um, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the, for the most part, most tickets in the U.S. are more or less sold through one company. That's Ticketmaster, and they pretty much just dictate the there's, prices. There's some others, but oh yeah, and then there's scalpers. Yeah, so. This is something, for some reason, this came across my feed lately. Uh, There's this game called Stardew Valley. Uh, What it is isn't important right now, but I guess they were doing, like, an orchestral tour Mm -hmm. around the U.S. for playing the music. And all of the tickets everywhere were sold out within, like, minutes. Mm. And because it was all bots and scalpers. And all I've seen is, like, hey, I have extra tickets. You want to buy them? Like, everyone's just scalping tickets. Like, it's it's gotten so bad over here for ticket scalping, and it's just skyrocketing all the concert prices. Like, I think I... Like, Taylor Swift tickets can be, like, thousands. Uh, I guess for, for those who don't know, for like, for what scalping is, um, it, it's a pretty violent word, I would say. But, <laughs> but basically, you buy something and you sell it for a higher price, I guess would be, like, the easiest way to describe scalpers. Um... I don't think it's illegal, though, is it? Uh, I don't think it's illegal. It's just immoral, awful. Uh, a lot, a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these, and it happens with electronics and stuff too. Mm. Uh, 
And a lot of companies try and, like, build in security measures to make sure, you know, you can't have a single bot come in and buy 50,000 tickets in a 50,000-seat arena, you know, and then you effectively own everything. Same thing, you know, when a new electronic drops, you can't just buy out a stock, but it helps, but it feels like the scalpers are always one step ahead because obviously, you know, if... If this Stardew Valley concert's selling out 10 minutes after posting the tickets, there's a problem. People like Stardew Valley, but they don't like it that much. <laughs> I do like Stardew Valley, actually. It is a good game. Um, I must admit, though, that my it is. Yeah, that my wife has spent more more time and money on it than I have. But it reminds me of Harvest Moon, if anyone knows who... Or if anyone knows what that is. Um, but it's a, a... Although I will question, the music in Stardew Valley is good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, I want to go sit down to a concert of it good. I mean, it's... I mean, I would if it was an option, but I don't know if it's like, of all the, of all the fantastic game music in the world, I don't know how that got a concert. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much just background music. A little off topic, but it's just weird for me. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so celebrities are definitely in a position to, you know, influence the economy on a great scale, and... I guess it's more of like um, a love-hate relationship, I guess you would say. Because on the one hand, a lot of these mega-celebrities don't really have um, like any privacy. So not they're not really privy to their own lives. Um, but on the other hand, if they're too private, then they become uninteresting. And then no one really wants to do anything with them anymore. And so you have to find a way to like strike a balance between be a part of society and also have your own private life. And I feel like a lot of these celebrities don't really cope with that very well. And if they, well, actually they don't cope with that at all. I think a really good example of that would be like Miley Cyrus or any of the Disney celebrities who for like the longest time were just in the limelight, were really just in the public eye and they had no like private life whatsoever. So if they did anything in private it automatically affected their public life and so you have like uh miley cyrus or britney spears or like uh britney spears sister i can't remember her name do you know what her name is uh i i don't oh uh, i i got i gotta i gotta look it up um because this is gonna kill me if i, if I don't remember what her sister's name is no no go for yeah, it oh, jamie lynn thank you jamie lynn spears um and these were like all like uh, Disney stars that were so often in the limelight that they didn't really have a choice, really have a choice or a chance actually to develop as people. And then when they finally became adults, they just kind of went off the deep end and just went kind of crazy. Um, I think Miley Cyrus is a really good example of that. I think she's gotten that mostly out of her system because I feel I feel like she's kind of mellowed out by now. But once she became, like, once she turned 18 and left Disney, um, she just, like, went all sex-crazed and <laughs> just did, like, all these wild things. I don't know how, how how much we can say that they're actually mega-celebrities, but I do feel like Disney celebrities do have a certain kind of pool when they're actually Disney celebrities. But once they leave this universe, I feel like they lose a lot of that. Um, because Disney's very family friendly, very family oriented, and stuff like that. And so, in order to actually be that, you have to be pure of heart and pure of mind. I would say. 
and that's just pretty much suppressing your whole, you know, your whole being while working for them. Yeah, and that that whole world is always maybe kind of uncomfortable. I, you know, I was just trying to look up the names of the people I was thinking of, but I it's I wasn't able to find it. It might not have been Disney, uh, but there were these twin sisters growing up, basically forced into acting. Um, and then by the time they hit adulthood, they realized they didn't. And they were a household name. I cannot. You mean the Olsen twins? It. it wasn't the. I don't think it was the Olsen twins. That's what I thought at first. Oh, maybe okay. I'm wrong. Maybe it was the Olsen twins, but they they basically you know made their money and hit adulthood and realized this isn't what they want to do and they disappeared. Um, there was another Disney star like that. I can't remember her name again. I would know it if someone said it. Uh, it's not really my wheelhouse, but she hit adulthood and she was like, oh, well, wasn't a fan of that. And I have millions of dollars, so I'm just going to go, I'm just going to be done now. You know who also did that? And I can't say I blame him. It's crazy. You know who also did that was Macaulay Culkin in, uh, Home Alone. Well, he ended up going through like, you know, having drug issues and stuff like that. He's still around doing a few things here and there these days. Uh, he's made a few appearances on Red Letter Media, which has been kind of interesting. Mm. He did like a little Home Alone parody video like two years ago. That was kind of... That was weird, but that was kind of cool. I, it seems like he's doing a lot better now these days, which is nice to see. Yeah, I mean, I saw him on a podcast a couple of weeks back with Joe Rogan, and he basically said that he went through a rough time but you know if he compared himself to like other celebrities other child stars that he more or less had um like a a, i would say like a good childhood and he was pretty smart with his money and so he's just kind of living off of that but i do feel like a lot of these child stars they they're just kind of overwhelmed with all the celebrityhood with all of like the limelight with all with the fame and the money and all of that and I think it ruins them for the most part. Um, some of them do come, you know, out the other side clean. A good example of this, I think, would be, like, Drew Barrymore. Um, I don't know if we could classify her as, like, a mega celebrity, but I feel like she's a household name. And I've seen documentaries where she talks about her childhood. Um, it's pretty bad. And then you wonder how she actually made it and how she's actually okay. Um but she went through a pretty rough time as well because of all the pressure of being a star. Yeah, and... I I don't know if this is necessarily the root cause. I didn't look too much into mm-hmm. it, but I'm guessing it was the pressure. Uh, I don't know if you know this. So Daniel Radcliffe, the, oh, yeah. uh, the actor who always played Harry Potter, I think it was the last couple movies... He was going through, like, some severe... I think it was mostly alcoholism. Like, but he... he, I, I think he's clean these days, but he went through some rough times. I think he was, like, always kind of drunk or something on set. Mm. and I didn't know that. Just, you know, ugly, ugly stuff. Yeah, I, I, I do feel really bad for a lot of those... For like the for like the Disney stars, but not the Disney stars, but the um, uh, the Harry Potter stars, because f- 
I always describe the Harry Potter movies as being very expensive, like, home videos, because you basically get to watch them kind of grow up. Um, in the first movie, they're literally kids, and then, like, in the last movie, they're adults. Um, and, but I've never really actually analyzed what that did to them. But I do know they're kind of cursed yeah. with... Because whenever whenever they talk about Daniel Radcliffe, the first thing is, oh, look, that's the Harry Potter star. Which, you know, is also unfortunate for their career. Yeah, I, I try not to do that. I try and separate actor from role, but... Uh, I think Emma Watson turned out pretty good. Uh, Rupert Grint, mm-hmm. I don't... I've heard, like, one or two things he's done. I think he kind of just, you know... I don't know... I haven't really checked, so I don't know if he's doing smaller stuff or if he's just kind of taking it easy. Because I imagine if you have Harry Potter money from, like... It was eight movies. I imagine you can just <laughs> take it easy the rest of your life if you really want to. That's interesting that you mentioned Emma Watson, Watson because if... You know, if you remember what we said, like, a couple, couple minutes ago at the beginning of the episode... That she's super political. She's super political, and um, she's a yeah. she's a staunch feminist for better or for worse. I'm I'm not really um, trying to evaluate that as like negative or positive, but she's very well known for being a feminist. Very well known for uh, like social justice and all of that. And I guess I don't even know if she acts anymore. To be honest, I think that's pretty much her day job as being a, a you know political force. Whereas the other two have just kind of faded, but their Danny Radcliffe has been trying to revive his career. Not that it was necessarily dead, but it's really hard to escape the shadow of your success. And I think that's just you know what he kind of fights with is uh, the same thing with Macaulay Culkin. Like you think of Home Alone, or you when you think of Will Smith, you think of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and so you can't really escape that. That's another thing I think mega celebrities really have to you know, contend with is people love you as long as you're one thing. And if you leave that, then you lose like this mega celebrity status, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And he's tried, like, do you remember when he, I feel like this is like 10 years ago at this point, but it was a big deal. He, he was doing like a New York Broadway show where he was gonna go like full nude i didn't know that (laughs) Um, yeah there there was a show like that and part of me now wonders like one i don't think he really cared that much Mm -hmm. and two i wonder if he also did it like i am just trying like i am not harry potter i am an actor and like i'm at least gonna put something in people's brains that when they think of me they're not just gonna think harry potter and if it needs to be that i got on a stage naked fine it's something different. <laughs> no, I definitely. I do wonder if that was a thought process. I did not know that. Um, which I guess kind of rolls into the second point um, that I actually want to touch on with like mega celebrities, and we somewhat touched on this a couple episodes ago when we were talking about like influence and advertising, and I think maybe like a year or two ago when we touched on parasocial relationship, which is. Do celebrities or like mega celebrities in general, do they have a responsibility to be a role model? I would ask you that question. I would say yes, because anytime you are fortunate enough to have a platform, 
that you are setting an example. You do have eyes on you. Mm. You are responsible for that to a certain extent. Now, I I think there's ways you can kind of like maybe hedge it one way or another. Like mm. like say you're like uh, in a metal band, and you're like in an edgy metal band. I feel like you can get away with more like. Yeah, I don't need to be super family friendly. Like, you know, our band is called like, you know, the Blood Cult or something. Like, <laughs> we like we're you know we are what we are, and it says it on the tin. If you're like you know a singer like Taylor Swift, I think you do have some level of responsibility to not, um, you know, rock the boat, cause problems. Yeah, and. No, I think rocking the boat is good, but you know, rock the boat for good, which I think she she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my example for I think a bad use of platform. I think we've talked about this in the past. Aaron Aaron Rodgers, who is one of the most popular uh, U.S. sports figures. Uh, he every time I get back to kind of liking Aaron, he goes on about vaccines and stuff, mm. and I'm like, dude, shut up. <laughs> And and it and it's frustrating because it's like, whatever. If you want to do it, not do it. Fine. I disagree. Whatever. Stop going on TV and talking about it because other people are going to be like, well, you know, if uh, if my favorite football thrower says he's not going to do it, maybe I shouldn't do it. Yeah, that was that like the whole like Corona and the COVID vaccine. That was really a contentious point for a lot of people. He's he's been bring, no, he's been bringing up again lately. Really? Okay, so kind of coming full circle yeah. on this. So, even before the Travis Kelsey dating thing, because he and his brother launched a podcast last year that was huge, and then they both played each other in the Super Bowl, like their popularity has exploded, and he's in like a million TV commercials now. One of them is for Pfizer. So Aaron Rodgers is calling Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer, which is hilarious because Aaron Rodgers plays for the Jets, which is owned by the heir to Johnson & Johnson, which also makes a COVID vaccine. (laughs) So he doesn't really see the hypocrisy there. But uh, he's like, oh, like, let's 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 debate. I'll get RFK and you can have Fauci and we'll debate. (laughs) And I'm just like, dude, shut up, please. Yeah, that that was a pretty that was a pretty hot point. Um, when they were releasing all these vaccines from these different companies, and all the celebrities were like, "Take the vaccine or don't take the vaccine." And um, isn't isn't RFK isn't he running for presidency? Yeah, he was running as a Democrat and then an Independent. Now I think he's running as a Republican. I don't know. He's just he's just paid for to obstruct, which is what he's doing. Really, you think so? I mean, he's kind of all over the place. Yeah, he has big ties to oil money. He's paid to obstruct. Yeah. And I think that's what he's most known for in recent history is him being against vaccines. Um, But yeah, a lot of these celebrities do take some sort of political position or some sort of like role model position. I don't feel like they do it very well, though. I feel more often than not that a lot of these positions that the celebrities take are very kind of ad hoc. Like, they're after the fact, basically. So, going back to the example that I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode was when Kylie Jenner posted a couple tweets um, showing support for what was happening in the Middle East. Um, That's not what she's known for. 
So it comes across as being incredibly fake and her basically being viewed as being an opportunist for better or for worse. And I feel like it's a fine line that you walk um, between being like genuine and trying to accommodate your fans. And so I feel like a lot of celebrities just try to accommodate and that's not actually what they are. Um, I don't know if I could do it any better. Yeah. <laughs> Truth be told. Um, well, and for what it's worth, I think the Jenners and the Kardashians are just fake people mm-hmm. and nobody like should be taking what they say serious at all. Like, and, and the whole situation happening right now, like if anyone has any kind of extreme take one way or another, I don't think they should be taken seriously. It's a nuanced and complicated, uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And anyone advocating for either side about like, yeah, let's go take an action that involves a bunch of civilians dying. Like, I don't think, I don't think they should be listened to seriously, but I might be getting off topic there because I have strong feelings about that. I mean, I have strong feelings too, but I think there's, there's a time and place for everything. And there's a time and place for when you should voice your opinions and when you shouldn't. Um, but I'm definitely always very, I'm always very cautious about what I say. And I feel like a lot of people are just, uh, which by the way, which is my new, my new word, but my favorite word, which is virtue signaling, which is basically saying like, Hey, I stand for this. I stand for that. And then because of that, you get like a lot of love, but you don't actually turn that into anything. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like celebrities should be role models but it's incredibly difficult. My favorite example is Adele. You know who Adele is, right? Yes. Yeah, so for those who don't know, uh, a couple years back, Adele was pretty heavy set, I would say. And then she just kind of like disappeared from, you know, the limelight, basically. She was just gone. And then she came back a year later, and she had lost like 50 or 60 pounds. So she was super... I guess slim, you could say. And overnight, she got like a lot of hate because basically a lot of people saw her as a role model because she was overweight. So she was overweight. She was a beautiful singer. She was a really good singer. And a lot of people gravitated towards her because of the fact that she was heavy set. And when she lost that, in the eyes of a lot of people, she lost her status as a role model, more or less. So it's a really, so it's a, like I said, so it's a really fine line you walk with being a role model and like being genuine, but I feel like it's very suffocating, you know, to really accommodate so so many people. You know, as they say, you know, the friend of everyone is the friend of no one. And if everyone's happy, then you're, you're, you're doing something wrong. Um, and I feel like that's a good way to live your life. I mean, that's how I live my life, but... I'm not like a prescriptivist in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, I I I feel like I might just be repeating myself, but I I do like I do like the, you know, you the you can't be everyone's friend bit mm-hmm. because you know, having actual principles and taking a stand for something means making enemies. Um especially if it's something real in the world, you know, if you if you take a stand and say, you know, I like, you know, 
white meat chicken <laughs> and dark meat chicken is garbage. Like, I think, you know, people might think you're weird, but I think you can take that stand and not make enemies. But if you're going to, if you have a serious platform and you take a stand on something that actually means something in the world, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you're you're making enemies. And I think if you, if it's genuine to a certain extent, that should be respected. I even ever so slightly respect Aaron Rodgers for doing it just because... I, and that, that feels gross to say. <laughs> but just in the sense that, like, he believes what he believes. Mm-hmm. And he's going to keep saying it. And he knows every time he says it, like, you know, it's it, it hurts his popularity. It helps his popularity with some other people. But, like, he's still, he believes it. So he says it. I mean, I can... Re- and in that, in, in that very small capacity, I respect that. I mean, I can definitely respect that, too. Um, is that people say what they mean even if it you know they don't really get brownie ports for that even though they lose their popularity Um, but there's this one song I can't remember the artist's name um, where um, basically he I, I can't remember the artist's name but basically he was super popular in the early 2000s and I believe he did a song with um, the with the Paramore singer from the band Paramore. And the song, I think it's called, like, uh, Paper Planes. I can't remember. And he was super popular because of that song. Everyone loved him. And then he started going off into, like, flat earth territory and, like, vaccines and all that. And suddenly his popularity just tanked. You know, people just stopped following him. But he's never waved from that position so he's like, I'm, I'm definitely a flat earther. I definitely believe in the flat earth and everything else is a conspiracy theory. And I don't care if it costs me fans. I don't care if it costs me points. I'm going to believe it. So even though I'm definitely not of the same opinion, I can still respect someone if they're true to their principles, which I definitely don't feel something you can expect for anyone uh, in Hollywood for the most part, I feel like your principles kind of, kind of come and go with the times. And same with politics, which I mean, I feel like it's we've we've set our standards very low that we just respect fee- people for telling the truth of what they believe. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do admire people for telling the truth, even though, truth be told. <laughs> I think the majority of the people don't actually want to hear the truth. Uh, but before we go, I, I definitely found out uh, I found out people was trying to talk about. So it's B.O.B. Uh, that's, the, that's the artist's name. And he did a song with Haley Williams um, called Airplanes. And the guy is pretty much known for being a flat earther. Uh, but he's true to his principles, so you got to give him that. Yeah, gotta give him that. <laughs> yeah, so we're wrapping it up here. We touched on a lot of topics. Uh, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> so, if you, uh, so I hope everyone else did too. Uh, I don't know if you have anything you want to add before we before we dip out of here. Um, no, I think we covered it. All right, I think so too. Thanks so much for listening. It was a great episode. I had a lot of fun, and uh, we'll see you all in the next one. All right. Bye, everyone. All right. Take care. Bye.
We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. Welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in, in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.